This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. I'm Vyoka Zimatu, your host for the brand new game, Show Me. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m., we will share on the word, focus on building oneness in our nation. Join me every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on Show Me. It's no longer just about the talk, it's about the walk. Umdu, gumdu, kamandu. Can you believe it? It is that time of the day. It is 12 midday and it is Tuesday in South Africa and it is one minute past 12. We say open your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, victorious in battle. Open your heads, O gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King? He is the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, victorious in battle. He is the great King. What else can we do but to lift up his name, to lift up who he is? Our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who rose from the dead and is living and dwelling among us today. It's good to be back on the program. If it's your first time to tune in, you are on 7 to 9 a.m. And this is Radio Cape Pulpit, your daily companion. My name is Yogaz Madhu. The program is Show Me. It's no longer just about the talk. It's about the walk. Umdu, gumdu, ngabantu. On the program, we really focus on building oneness in our nation, just addressing different topics, learning from the stories of influential leaders in our society, from different spheres of authority and areas of influence. We really um, love to dwell on authenticity and just being real and truthful about our journey. <laughs> we take off this, the facades um, and... Uh, yeah, just uh, how uh, just being a child of God sometimes can have a pressure to um, to always portray. Uh, how can I put it? Yeah, to just to always uh, portray the greatness of God. But it is important that we remain truthful about our journey, about what we are experiencing so that others may know that we are still human. We are weak, but we are strong because he is strong in us. Really, we love to even hear stories of people who've made mistakes. You know, for far too long, it's always been seen that as a child of God, you are, uh, we are without sin and you are holy and pure and an untouchable. And yet it's ministers so much uh, when we share our weaknesses as much as our strength and just showcasing the power of God, how he is able to raise up a dead situation and bring life to it as Jesus died but rose again. So today I'm looking forward to our special guest, really a husband, um, someone who really displays 
such humility in honoring the institution of marriage. Always when I when I see them, this couple, Mr. Mzwandile Jagoja and Musa Jagoja, just those couples really that represent uh, God's uh, God's love, God's stability, and God's picture of a family. And I just uh, honor their ministry of humility and service to the body of Christ and just being a magnet uh, of reconciliation in our nation. As we know that our nation comes from a history and it is therefore arising, uh, 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 arising yes, from a state of being, uh, uh, how can I put it, totally divided and uh, God is using them especially their lives as bridges, which is so aligned with this program where we are looking at really speaking on matters of bringing reconciliation, unity, and oneness in our nation. So today we speak to Mr. Mzwandele Chagoja, servant of the Lord and the leader in the body of Christ and an exemplary one. So so we'll be talking really about how, how he does it, <laughs> just doing this bridging um, work with God using his life and ministry as a bridge between cultures in sometimes sensitive situation, but through the grace of God, he's able to stand. So we'll be speaking to him right now after this song. Show me with Vuyokazi Matu. It's no longer just about talk. It's about the walk. Vuyokazi Matu on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. You've got the love by uh, Black Heath, and we are back, and we do have Zwai on the line <laughs> after a little bit of struggle. But here we are, praise the Lord, and we just welcome welcome him on the program this day. Hi, Mr. Jaguja. Uh, good afternoon for you. Uh, good afternoon also to your listeners. Thanks for having me. Wow, what a blessing to have you. There must be something that you really are going to be birthing today because as minute uh, we secured our interview today I've just been having this scripture of Isaiah 9 uh, in my spirit the whole time the moment I tried to like put um, I mean to listen carefully and it keeps coming it keeps coming so I'm just gonna read it quickly before I hand over to you Yes, Lord, your government has come, Lord. So this morning as we read Isaiah 9, we say, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, but in the future, he will give honor to these nations, to Galilee and beyond the Jordan. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has now dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For it is in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdened them and the bar across their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called the Wonderful 
Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, the Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government in peace, there will be no end. He will rule it as King David's successor, establishing and upholding justice with righteousness and justice from now on until the end of time. The zeal of the Lord is doing this now. We have Zwei on the line, and the zeal of the Lord is doing this birthing now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yes, so Amen. it's so exciting to have you on the show. Thank you so much for giving us and our listeners this time. We look forward to just learning and, uh, and, and just growing from your experiences. And nobody can argue with your own journey. <laughs> so yes, just to yes. kick off, I really would like to know from your observation, what are you noticing with regards to issues of unity and oneness in our nation? Just at a glance, what do you see? Okay, firstly, I must say, uh, you know, the, the word that's on my heart also is from the prophet Isaiah, which we'll touch on to it as, you know, as we talk. Uh, so we're hearing from the same uh, prophet wow. today. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's <laughs> why I hear those challenges, because I believe today, you know, God will set the oppressed free and you'll break every yoke uh, that is holding us. I think that is a message. Um Amen. But getting back to your question uh, of what the progress is, I think um, the beautiful thing that is happening in our nation that I'm seeing is that um, we are starting to having uh, honest conversations mm. around many issues mm. in societies, you know, uh, you know, around gender-based violence, corruption, race-related issues, legacy of apartheid. You know, we, we are starting to have these honest conversations, you know, not only in our in our homes where we are comfortable or the people that we are familiar, but yeah. with other people we are not familiar with. And I think, We are breaking you know, out when, now. <laughs> absolutely. And when that, when the mask starts to fall, God mm. begins to work. Wow. Um, you know, so, so that is what I'm grateful for. But at the same time, what is concerning at times for me is that the body of Christ, which is the Church of God, is in the back seat and playing catch up most of the Yo, time, you know, um, when the answers are lying with us and the Word of God, because uh, that's where all the answers are. So that, that is my, my, my answer to that question. Uh, you. Wow. It really just takes me back, as you say, that you just Genesis uh, 1, and, and from verse 26, it speaks about how God gave dominion to man to take dominion over the fish of the sea, over everything that has breath on, upon the earth. But we, unfortunately, as the body of Christ, have relegated our authority to the political uh, fraternity to lead us forward and the church has been muzzled or should I say has stayed between the four walls until what you are saying now now we are catching up uh, from yes. the back foot absolutely so absolutely. that's and I think the, the lockdown has also helped people have grown spiritually including myself mm, uh, you mm, know we, we are mm. no longer complacent we are growing in the word because yes. we have to pray by yourself you know encounter the Holy Spirit in your own home so, you know, God has been doing amazing things. So it, it, it will come right. It will come right. Amen. There is progress. There is movement. Yeah. And there is a forward momentum. I want to know, Zwei, uh, what are some of the pre principles uh, you are using in building your relationships? Uh, you're one of the people I've seen um, able to... 
just uh, integrate uh, without too much effort with people, different cultures and uh, different uh, spheres. And uh, I've just seen how it just comes out naturally. What are the principles that drives your behavior and especially in terms of your relational capital? Uh, I think, yeah, the first one would be honesty uh, and being authentic. You know, I keep to being myself. Yeah. irrespective of who I'm talking with or whatever. So I, I'm honest and I'm, I'm, I'm authentic every time. You know, um, the second one is that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes and carry the weight of their pain, poverty, suffering, experiences, oppression or challenges. And mm. I was the one going through it. Because you see, when you carry somebody else's pain, poverty and suffering, it becomes yours and you feel it too. You're no longer self-righteous and ignorant. And that is exactly what Isaiah 68, you know, verse 6 to 7 talks about. Uh, and then thirdly, I think it's, it's loyalty and being trustworthy. I think uh, being trustworthy to people and loyal, I think that, that those are the three key, uh, key principles for me. Yeah. Uh, how do you navigate your um, your conversation in that process of building relationships? Why, in for example, situations where I've come across a lot of people who struggle with that uh, authenticity and truthfulness, because sometimes when you do uh, get to be authentic or truthful, then uh, relationships. Uh, are sometimes broken, especially broken further, especially when it comes to uh, racial um, issues. And I think the one that I really want to know most about is the people who are in situation where they feel dependent uh, or for, say, for example, a person experiences people treating them differently because of the color of their skins, whether it's a white person who is among a lot of, of black people, then they are unable to express themselves because the environment is dominated by a certain culture and they are unable to be truthful for the sake of peace. What, uh, how do you make sure that you are able to, to communicate uh, the issues that bother your heart without losing relationships? Yes, yes, yes. And I think uh, for me, um, you know, it's a very good question. And we got to recognize, um, especially around different uh, races. Yeah. We sit, with, we sit with one, you know, from the past and everything, the spirit of being superior from the other races. Mm. Um, and then also, especially around the, uh, people of color, you sit with this spirit of being inferior. Mm. And that is real. That is passed down. You know, it happens. You see it in all spaces. I mean, even workplaces, people can't express themselves. Mm. People don't want to, uh, you know, I, I, and, and that becomes a challenge. You've got to recognize that I've been there myself. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing that set me free was actually God. You know, when God, mm. when I really received the gospel fully in my heart, and God set me free, and he said, you are no longer, you know, uh, a slave to fear, but mm. a child of God. Mm. And I think mm. that hit me in 2015, and it changed my life, you know, that I'm no longer a slave of fear, I'm a child of God. Mm. And we need not to fear, you know, and I started seeing every person as an equal to me. And I think that changed my mindset, because I used to also sit in that position. Yes. But at the same time, we are not... And I always say, especially in those relationships, most of the time, you know, um, my, 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 I'll use the, the term, what, I don't like using the term, but for the sake, my white brothers will be able to tell me what, how they feel and all sorts of things. And, you know, the spirit of being inferior that, that sat with me, mm. I can't be able to say exactly what I feel. And, and, 
by the same time, I'm not doing them any justice because hey. they don't understand the viewpoint from a person of color. So we sit with that challenge. So and 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 when I, I decided to be free of that and really speak honestly and free, it doesn't matter, you know, how much money the person has, what position you sit. Because I've always said with the principle, it's simple. Even at, even even where I work, for example, a cleaner or a, a person on authority, I give them the same respect. I've but, seen you know, that. You gotta feel life. like that so that you are equal and treat people equally. And I think it's a challenge. We gotta first repent for that spirit of feeding in Syria because we mm. need to repent for it's that. It's a spirit. And people of Ghana, it's a spirit. We need to repent for that. For you know, it's generational and things have happened that caused that. And then on the other side. The, you know, our white blood need to repent for that spirit of feeling superior. And we need to get away from those spirits, the spiritual thing more than anything. Um, and I understand people who are sitting in those places, and we need to break that, uh, that yoke can set them free through the, through the love of Christ. Wow. Hallelujah. If you are listening, you are tuned into Radio K. Pulpit and the program is Show Me. And we focus on matters uh, of uh, oneness, uh, unity, reconciliation, and uh, just spreading the spirit of oneness in our nation by confronting the issues that are uh, um, yeah, in our society, especially those that seek to divide us. For the Bible says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, he has come that we may have life and have it in abundance and have relationship that overflow fruitfulness and abundance because we have the word of God that unites us, coming from different cultures, but we have one culture, the kingdom culture, led by the word of God. How beautiful it is to have the brethren dwelling among us. What influenced and motivated you, uh, Zwai, to follow these principles that you are following? Is it something that comes from your family, that comes from the word, from your character? How, how, how did you get here? <laughs> because we are a result of the decisions we have taken. We are a result of the choices that we have mm. made. Our lives display the, the choices we have made for ourselves. How did you end up here with the viewpoint and perspective that you have? Uh, I think, for one, especially the, the one of honesty and being authentic, it goes back to what we've just said now, not being able to express yourself and being suppressed. Yeah. And that was the one factor. And I think also in our church spaces, uh, I, I really felt a lot of pretense and fakeness in these spaces mm. amongst people as, as I grew. So as I grew spiritually, I, I took some responsibility for it also uh, because two parties are involved. So as I matured spiritually and grew, I decided, listen, I'm going to be authentic and real with people around me, you know, and respective and not do what, you know, um, you know what I didn't like uh, or experience. So to do unto others is always love to be done to me, basically. That is for the honesty and being authentic. And I think the one being able to put myself in people's shoes, I, you know, it's so sad. What influenced me is the fact that a lot of us, you know, even within the church, um, you know, when we see injustice, yeah, we don't want to get involved. We turn blind eyes. As long as it doesn't affect you or your loved ones, you're okay. And and for me, from a young age, uh, I think I was I, I was never like that. I used to if a person. I, I see injustice. I will go fight for that person and speak up for them if they cannot speak for whatever reason. 
you know, they are able to express themselves or the spirit of being uh, inferior and sitting with them. So I would do that because it doesn't have to happen to me. I always put myself in my brother's shoes. Um, you know, so that is the one thing. And I think for the loyalty and being trustworthy, I think that comes from the school of hard knocks, the school mm, of life. Um, mm, you know, mm. I think I think that's it for me. Because if you look at Isaiah 58, verse 6, if I might just read it quickly. You, Isaiah, what scripture? 58. I'm uh, actually on 58. Uh, I'm about to read it now because of what you have triggered. So I'm happy with the Spirit of God because this wow. is what I'm saying in, in essence. Because that is Isaiah 58, verse uh, verse 5 to 6 in action. When, when Isaiah says, it is not the kind of fasting, it is not the kind of fasting I have chosen mm, to loose the mm, chains of mm, injustice mm. and untie the cords of a yoke to set the oppressed free and break every walk. It is not to share the food with the hungry and provide the poor one that would shelter. When, the naked, when you see the naked, clothe them and do not turn away from your own flesh and body. Hey. And that's exactly the action. You mm. know, we need not to act on each injustice when it happens to you. You know, you need to feel and put your other so that you carry the burden. Because when you carry your brother's burden, you feel it and you will act differently. Wow. I'm also on Isaiah 58, verse 11. <laughs> Same scripture. Okay. From verse 11, it says, The Lord will guide you continually and will give you water in your dry areas and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities, and then you will be known as rebuilders of walls and restorers of streets to dwell in. Hallelujah. Amen. And Amen. I truly, Amen. truly see you as your wife, as one of those vessels that the Holy Spirit is using in our nation at this hour to rebuild these deserted ruins, these areas of relational strength, which we have neglected and shied away for so long because of fear. For the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love of power and of a sound mind and on that note that's why you also remind me when you when you speak about uh, the verse that you have just read where we must be sensitive to the needs of others and those around us and you know one of the news that really like broke my heart this um, this week actually is just to find out about what has happened to the sister of hector peterson do you still remember that very famous picture of the june 16 um, yes, we, uh, 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 Hector Peterson was gunned down and his sister right next to him. And to realize that this, this family still lives in unbelievable poverty after such a loss. We even have a public holiday in honor of the brother, but the family situation just showed me how we have all been uh, blinded by, consumed by self-focus, by selfishness, and just focusing in our own, um, yeah, in our own wells. I must say, truly, truly challenged me to to see the state of that family after all these years and what they experienced in that loss, in the struggle. But uh, moving on, and I'm triggered by really what you are saying, just our need to be more 
um, it's challenging us, yeah, to, mm. To, to, mm. To, to, to be more and more sensitive about what's happening uh, around us and not just rest and settle in our Absolutely. own comfort. Yes, yes, which has been, which is what really has uh, perpetuated the life that we are living today where we are focused about uh, our own families and our own people and our own church and our own <laughs> this and that. But I see the Lord is dealing now with those walls of division. He's dismantling and demolishing them through the blood. So based on your story, as why even as we uh, head towards uh, the wrapping up of this part of the interview, um, I really uh, just want to find out really about yeah, yeah, just your key messages and just your favorite scriptures that have carried you through when you deal with testing times on these issues of unity. But let me, let's do that just after this song. Let's just give a break and then we'll be back just after this song. Please hold on. Swarelo bahae tsuretsang ke na le mollaetsa go di pensionara tsotlhe tsa compensation fund compensation fund e mo letsholo la go pepafatsa data ya di pensionara miseno se ka ba ka go khaotswa ga di pension go ba ba sa atlega mo lenaneng la go netefadiwa lenane la ditokomane tse di netefaditsweng la tlhokega mo lenaneng leno la go netefadiwa le letsa 0860105350 go bona tsedimosetso ka botlalo ka ga ditokomane tse di tlhokegang go retelelwa ke go tlhagisa ditokomane tseno go tla ba ka go fedisiwa ga Sidiyeri, rumela di toko mani tsotlhe tsi di batlegang go pension cleansing at labor.gov.za. Go bona tsedi mosetso ka botlalo le letsa 0860105350 Compensation Fund. Ya go direla. You're listening to Show Me on Radio K Pulpit 729 AM. Yeah, but yeah, but yes, we are back. We are back and we took a break there with such a powerful song. Isn't Chris Tomlin just one of the most talented uh, artists, voices of the Lord, worshippers and praisers of our generation. What a powerful song there. It says, I will follow you wherever you go, Lord Jesus, I will go. Well, whoever you love, I will love. Whoever you serve, I will serve. Amazing, amazing song right there. We just took a break. Otherwise, we are talking to Mr. Mzwandile Jaguja, a leader, servant of the Lord, and someone that we just witnessed the fruit in his life in building cross-cultural relationship. And as we have come to this side uh, of the program, as we run down the other side <laughs> of the of 12 o'clock, uh, going towards the end, I really just want to ask, why are you still there, Mr. Jaguja? Yes, yes, I'm listening. I'm yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I... I want to know, just before I just get your comments and uh, just your concluding comments to our listeners, I really would want to just hear just a message from your heart. What would be your message uh, from your heart to the body of Christ at large? Because we are the ones who are to set uh, the examples. We are the ones to lead. And we are now conscious of the fact that the church as the body of Christ is the government of God, but we have not operated in this way uh, before. But now that we are the ones who are to intentionally take up the position of leadership and display who Christ is, what would be your message to the body of Christ on this issue of relationships, oneness, 
racial uh. division, reconciliation, forgiveness, just that whole package, what would be your message? Uh, you know, what has been also on my heart now as you ask me this question is that mm. God is saying to the body of Christ, root out racism and racial divides within your churches. Hallelujah. Within your spaces, root it out because it's going to be the one hindering factor even ushering that government of God. Mm. Because we are going to, we need a godly government, we need godly leaders, but this spirit of racial divide, mm. if we don't address it as a church before we enter this government, it's going to be the same thing that separates us. We need to deal with it. Let's not run away for it and leave it to other people. That We've got the answers in the Word of God. Let's deal with racial divide. Let's talk openly. Yes, it takes some time, and there will be some offense during the way, but the Scripture tells us very beautifully how to deal with offense as we navigate through this topic. It's not easy. We must be uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable situation. Mm. I know it myself mm. personally. But let's have this question because when we usher in that godly government, mm. we do not want when you put Zwanjile Chakuja for president <laughs> or whatever to take over and people don't want to vote because it's black. Or you put, um, you know, your hand somewhere to come in and, and, and people don't want to vote. They don't trust it. We need to trust each other. This mm. wall of racial barrier at the time it now, must come down there's no in more, the name of there's Jesus. no more time for it. We've, we've mm. tiptoed around it too much. Mm. The time is now. Mm. We must lay this mm. giant. It's fallen. Mm. Let, let us just walk in it and, 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 and watch it manifest. That will be my, 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 my message to the Church of God. We are on that. And I think with the question that you've asked me, I'll actually answer and ponder all of those things now. Um, you know, um, I'll, if I may go into your question of on the journey and your listeners, key messages for your listeners, yes. is the fact that, you know, I like your slogan. It says, it's no longer about the talk, it's about the walk. Mm. So for me, um, I'm, I actually have questions, questions for your, your listeners um, and the body of Christ, whoever's yes, listening, you know, yeah. and it's these questions they must answer by themselves, not mm. when they're with people and they can talk and debate. Answer when they're by themselves, in the presence of the Holy Spirit and at Jesus' feet. That's when I want them to answer this question, right? But before I get to the question, mm. um, I want to just set a scenario. In this lifetime, we are being prepared for eternity in heaven. We know that. Yes, Lord. So the book of Revelation, which writes what is to come, it talks and emphasizes about all nations, all tribes, all languages. That is what the book of Revelation talks about. If this is where we are going and where our faith is taking us, that we are so madly passionate about, that we love Jesus. This is where it's taking us in the end um, and for the rest of eternity. Then my question, my first question, is why have you built walls that are making it hard and a struggle for you to forgive whoever offended you or oppressed you or hurt you? Mm, mm, same mm. question, the same question. This is one question. Have you allowed God to heal you and have you repented of your own unforgiveness and bitterness? Because some of these people that have offended you or oppressed you, you're going to spend eternity with them. And I want to say to anybody struggling with this area mm. of forgiveness yes. and bitterness and who's been wounded, God mm. needs people like you in his kingdom. He needs the hurt, the wounded, and the broken by injustice in his kingdom to fulfill the words of the prophet Isaiah. But you must do it from a point of freedom and victory with no bitterness and no piece of offense in you. 
God has broken you in that area to position you in the right place in his kingdom. Mm. Do not miss out on it. I am a testimony of that myself. Don't mm. miss out on it. The second question I want to put to your listeners, why is it a struggle to break free from our culture, our norms, mm. you know, and, 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 and create this one and, and build relationships or just genuinely get along with people who do not look like us within the body of Christ? I'm challenging the body of Christ. I, I haven't gone to the, yes, to the people of the world. Lord. Within the body of Christ. And I want to ask you on that same question, same question. What does, the, what does a biblical kingdom culture look like to you? And are you constantly fighting to achieve it? That's the second question. Now, those questions I want you to ponder on yourself. Mm, and thirdly, mm, mm. why are we seeing the previously white-dominated churches being filled with people of color and white people are moving out? And now we sit with the influx of one-race churches in, in the same neighborhood. Mm. Why is that happening? Mm, the last mm. question I have, what is the point of having one race churches, irrespective of the race? And in brackets, where there is an opportunity or a possibility for diversity in that area, as it's not always the case. So what is the point of having one race churches? If in the end, if in the end, a great multitude of every nation, as, as Genesis advised, after this I looked up and behold a great magnitude, a great magnitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, mm. with the palm of the branches in their hands, crying out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and, and to the Lamb. This is the end picture. So if that's the end and where we're going for eternity, why are we struggling with all these questions to get together and unite here on earth? How are we going to live together in heaven? Somebody posed that question. Mm. Can't live with, together on earth. How are we going to live together in, in heaven? So that, that is what I want to say to your listeners. So that is my key message to our listeners. Forgiveness and bitterness need to move out. Um, but we need to break these walls. Let's break these walls that divide. Um, since we are, so that, that is my sort of thing on that. I don't know whether you want me to share the scriptures now that I have that, um, you know, that carry me through the tough times and yes, tricky times when you need to make Really want to. I actually myself, I'm just digesting on those powerful um, questions because life is shaped. Our responses shape life according to how we answer tough questions. Because what you have just released now is tough questions that we should all care about and not just care about but do something about, especially if we call ourselves the children of God. For the truth of the matter is that we have operated as orphans and have created a mess in the world. And yet we have a father who gives direction, insight, conviction, wisdom, and know-how and ways of doing things. When we sincerely ask him, there's a word that says, when we come and ask him, he will say, here is the way and walk in it. For really, the time has come now, even as you have pondered through your questions, the time is now that the kingdoms of this world must become the kingdoms of our God. And then now the people who saw themselves as orphaned and who felt that they have been left to figure out themselves 
as we love one another, as we unite as the body of Christ first, as different cultures, even those who do not believe will begin to see that there is truly a father who cares. And when the word of God is respected and honored, creation and nations begin to rejoice, not because uh, Christians are in charge or are taking position and dominate and dominating, but only because Christians show genuine love for one another and that they serve in a way that the lies of the enemy about who God is, when people love one another, those lies can no longer be believed. And as we come to this part of the program, so I really want to know what is the, what scriptures do you really use uh, in your life as, as, um, as a cornerstone and scriptures that you arm yourself with as you overcome these issues of division? Okay, so I think for me it's uh, it's, it's Psalm uh, 133. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a psalm with three verses. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live in unity. Mm. Um, it is like a precious oil, precious oil poured on the beard, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, down the collar of his robe, as if it was dew on Mount Hermon falling down on Mount Zemon. Mm. For the Lord bestows his blessing, even mm. life forevermore. So this this is unity that, you know, the psalmist is talking about. King David, he's talking about unity, not compromise. Yes, um, <laughs> there's a difference. Unity. Yes, yeah. true biblical, biblical unity where it's led by the Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, and I appreciate what has happened even in this interview that we... We hear from the Spirit, we have the same sort of scriptures. Mm. We, you know, we haven't talked, we have the same. Yeah. That is the Holy Spirit working. Mm. And we need to mm. tap in more into the Spirit. Mm. Uh, and, and, mm. and, and, you know, and, and, and that, is, um, that is my sort of um, uh, one scripture. And the other one is, 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 is the famous one that we all love, you know. Yeah. Which, you know, do not, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding and guide your heart in the mind of Jesus Christ. Now, this scripture is very useful for agreement also about, uh, amongst believers because back in the days, in Moses' time, they used to cast lots. You know, they cast lots to make decisions and the spirit speak, and then that's how they make decisions. Mm, but mm. nowadays, when Christ died on the cross, he gave the Holy Spirit to all of us. He didn't give it to the prophets. He gave it to everybody, you know, so that we can all pray for ourselves what the spirit is saying, and that we can agree and be united in decisions. Let's use the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit as a body of Christ and people of God. The Spirit should be able to speak what the Spirit speaks to me, to speak to you also, as it did with Isaiah 58 on mm. my side and on your side. That is the Spirit of God. Let's step into it and use it in any fights or any disagreements in the body of Christ or in unity in, in society. Let's be led by the Spirit. That Those are the scriptures that... that, that um, you know, in terms in terms of humanity matters that keep me going. Hallelujah. Powerful, powerful. It reminds me of Ephesians 4 as well, just from verse 1 to 3. It says, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, 
with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And really what it does uh, requires why we can sometimes be so strong-willed in wanting to see outcomes according to our own way of perceiving things or our own experience and cultures. And yet we enter an era where we must take up the garment of being offense-proof, you know, for unity in the body of Christ really requires a community that is determined to work together, setting aside your own personal and individual preferences in order to reach out to the kingdom of God, just laying down what you want and how you want things done. For these days, we are not alert. We are even divided by uh, what color the carpet should be. We are divided by <laughs> where the pulpit should be positioned, <laughs> the color of the building. <laughs> the color of the building Absolutely. can divide the whole church. <laughs> we really, mm. really need to be awake and put our own selfish desires aside and just allow somebody else to take the decision for a change. Absolutely. You've controlled Absolutely. for far too long and the time Absolutely. to let my people go. Let my people go, the Spirit of the Lord says this day. On this point, so I really love uh, to just tap into your grace and ask you if you could please just pray for us. And um, even as you release uh, the healing and restoration to those who have battled to completely move on. As we declare a shift in this hour even to those who are listening. So maybe you are listening at home and you just feel like, as you guys, you, you truly don't know what uh, I'm talking about. Yes, we agree that we don't know what you have been through and how you have been treated, irrespective of your cultural background. But what we do know is the word of God, which says, forgive, forgive. Okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that you are the true lily of the very Lord God. Mm. It doesn't matter what our situations are. In that valley where the lily grows up, it's dirty. Nobody plays there. Mm. Uh, it's forgotten, but the lily still brings up. I pray, Father God, that people will become like lilies. Whatever yes. situation you find yourself in, that you'll be able to rise and be beautiful, you know, and be who God has called you to be in that situation. I pray, Father God, for the spirit of forgiveness. Yes, Amongst Lord. people who have been hurt, Father God, may the spirit of forgiveness, genuine forgiveness comes through in each and every person who's hurting, Father God. I know where they are, Lord Jesus. I know where only you, not even myself, can heal them. It's only yes, you, God. Lord. You only one can heal. None of us can do it. And I pray, Father God, even for anybody who listened to the show, yes, who felt Father. a little bit offended or mm. who did not agree, I pray, Father God, that you be with them, Lord God, in yes, the name of Jesus. Lord. Thank you, Father God, that you're great and then have grace on me and, and, and anybody, Father God, who I might have offended. But, Lord, I pray that your spirit speaks to all of us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray that we do things in love. Yes, even when we Lord. are offended, may we address each other as brothers and sisters with love, with the end goal of oneness and unity, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, do not let the enemy have any gap, Father God, in the name of Jesus, and use and turn words and turn 
you know, things into what the devil wants people to hear. Father God, may your spirit resonate with each and every person. I pray for forgiveness in our nation. I pray and I trust that the walls of, 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 of divide, being divided, are broken down, that we'll walk in one yes, and unity. I pray so. for truth mm. and humility in the process. Mm. Truth, let's mm. speak truth to each other. Let's not hide. Let's speak truth in love. In the name of Jesus, heal your nation, Lord God. The time is now. Heal your nation in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Minister Nzwandile Jagoja. We praise the Lord for your anointing, your grace, and just how God continues to use you in building oneness in this nation. Thank you so much for your time. Goodbye. Thank you very much. You're listening to Show Me on Radio K Pulpit 729 AM. Good day. My name is Pastor Tando Melane. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 p.m. in the evening. I'll be sharing the empowering word of God, which is my passion and my calling. See you then. Show me with Vuyokazi Matu. Yeah, we are back uh, just to say goodbye and thank you so much for joining us on the program today. We hope that you were blessed, uh, you were challenged, but above everything, accelerated in your spirit uh, to move forward and be an active participant in the building of God, body of the body of Christ. For the Bible says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so we will see you next week, same time and same place in this season where God is building genuine relationship. The scripture in Hosea 2 verse 15, it speaks about God turning the valley of Arca, your valley of trouble, and he is turning it into a door of hope for the kind of relationships that are being um, engineered, manufactured, and being put together only by the power of the Holy Spirit, a relationship that will set a solid foundation for generations to come. Hosea 2.15 says, There I will give my people back their vineyards and will make the valley of Akka a door of hope. There, there she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the days she came up out of Egypt. And so therefore we are coming out of anything that looked like God, but stepping into the reality and the authenticity of the gospel. See you next week. Goodbye. You are listening to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Your radio compass on the road to true living. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.